Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Back for another edition of Mondays with Matt. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, as always, on iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play, and all those good types of things. You can find us also online at Matt's website, GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That is GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. And, of course, always here with Matt Starkey, investment advisor, representative, and president owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions, serving you here in the Saginaw area. And, uh, Matt, welcome in, my friend. How are you? I'm very good, Mark. Just surviving, trying to survive the tax time here. <laughs> We're <laughs> just a, a few days before all this IRA contributions need to be in and 1099s are getting fixed, corrected, all that fun stuff. So it's a little bit of stress, but we're doing okay. I hear you. Yeah, at the time of this taping, it's definitely a busy time for you. And uh, we're just going to hit a quick topic today. I think we're going to have a little fun with this one. We'll just kind of dive right into this, and then we'll see what's going on maybe in the world of news. But I thought we'd have fun with a, a topic, a buzzword, safe money. With this time of year, I thought that might be kind of appropriate for you. A lot of people have different definitions of what safe money is and how it relates to their savings. So let's just kind of discuss a few of those things. So in your practice, Matt, uh, what are some of the different ways you see see people defining quote unquote safe money? <laughs> well, this is an interesting term, Mark, because uh, you've got, you know, back in the day, I remember safe money used to be put the money in an old coffee can and bury it in the backyard and, and that's your safe money. Right. <laughs> we know it's there. We can always dig back to it. And um, no one else knows, or grandma's got, you know, money in the sock drawer or uh, in the pocket of their clothes. So it's kind of fun when we talk about safe money. But really, um, I think most people define safe money as the money that can't lose principal or maybe it's insured. So when we talk about safe money, I like to get people to think about it. In fact, I frequently ask them, how much money do you want safe or protected from risk of losing and then we have money that they're okay to invest. They know there's going to be some variableness in the balance as it grows, but it'll go up and it'll has potential to go down. But as long as we have this money earmarked longer term, it should grow and it should protect them against things like inflation. Okay. Which eat away at the safe money. Sure. Yeah. So, absolutely. So if I put away money, if I put away $10,000 and put it under the mattress and pull it out in 10 years. If I have a 3% inflation rate, I'm going to, it's probably going to buy a little bit less than around $7,000, 6,500 to $7,000 worth of goods and services, even though I still have $10,000. But inflation of prices and costs of, of goods and services, I can just buy less. I still have the 10,000, but inflation has taken away my buying power. So safe money, when you think about that, you think about, okay, I'm not losing principal, but if I don't invest it and get some return on my money, I will lose principal <laughs> in the term of I will lose buying power from inflation. So right, right. safe it isn't safe in the way that you're thinking about it. And so I like to try to challenge people to think differently about their portfolio. Well, so I guess um, I was I guess you kind of answered my second question, which was going to be, what's your definition of safe money? But you kind of addressed that a little bit. Do you have kind of a, if you summed it up in, in one way, is there a way to kind of give your own term for what safe money means to you? 
Yeah, I think the way that I define it for clients is just like what I said. Uh, I define it for them as this is the money that we're going to keep safe in, in terms of it can't lose principle. So for an example, if, if somebody's getting close to retirement and let's say they need to take out a monthly income of $1,000 a month to supplement their retirement. Okay, I can take that $1,000 a month. That's $12,000 for the year. And I can put that money aside. Maybe that's cash in the bank. Maybe that's in a money market. Something that the balance isn't going to move downward, really. It's going to stay pretty stable. Maybe give me a small, small amount of interest. But even if I get zero interest, if I'm going to use that in the first year, I want that money there when I need it. And then a lot of times what I like to do is plan for five years of this kind of money. So they might have less than one year money that we keep in cash. They may have some additional needs for that income. Maybe they need that income for the next five years until Social Security kicks in. So if we do that, then $12,000 setting aside times five years is 60000 So maybe I don't need that all right now, but I can earmark a little bit of that to get some interest, maybe in a certificate of deposit or a, a short-term bond fund to continue to earn interest while I'm taking that safe money out. But a lot of times if people have a planned income that they need, I like to have the money where it's not going to be exposed to a lot of volatility so that when they need it, it's not there. So safe money in my definition is, is really, it depends on the situation, but it's money that I can rely on being there when I need it. And if I have a planned expense or planned income, let's keep it in a very not volatile position, more or less kind of close to guaranteed, where I can get a guaranteed rate of return instead of having it out there invested in, in the market, just due to the volatility. I got you. Well, so if you're talking about safety and risk, which you kind of brought up those terms, do you find that most people have an accurate understanding of how much safety and or risk they have in their portfolio, or are they typically kind of off base there? Well, when people come in for the first time and they, I meet them for the first time, many people don't know how much they can lose over a one or two year market crash. They just, they just have no clue, really. They have a good idea for what's happened in the past. And when they've been really burned, they remember. But if I ask the average person on this podcast right now, tell me, how are you positioned? How much could you lose over a one or two year market crash, given your current mix of assets? Probably, you know, the average 80% of people, I would guess, still are a little foggy. So it helps to review that risk. And we do that when someone comes in for the first time or wants to meet with us after that first initial meeting and have an analysis done on their portfolio. We can measure the risk. We can give them a scientific number for that. And then we can tell them, based on what you now own, if we look back historically, your portfolio would have performed like this in the crashes in the 2000 to 2002 and 2008. And even back to the 70s, we can go back and measure the downside volatility based on what they now own. So it's kind of unique, but we can show you how risky that portfolio is and what historically you would have lost if it's in the position sitting in that it's in today. Well, I mean, we're defining the buzzword safe money here on the program. This is Mondays with Matt. And I think this is a really interesting topic. And, you know, when you say that the majority of people that you first see really just don't don't understand and they're not sure, you know, how much they have uh, at risk and whatnot. Why do you think that so many people come in misinformed about the safety of their savings? Is it just a lack of understanding? Or are we just, you know, the, the way the media kind of does things or, or just the way we're educated about money? Is that why we're off? What's your take? 
I think it's a combination of all of those pieces. We're really not educated financially in this country. And that's one of my pet peeves is in our school systems, we just don't educate people on money. And it's really silly not to. We have so many tools that we can use, so many scientific methods for showing people how to invest and what works and, and what doesn't. But still, people, I think, Mark, to answer your question, people get caught up in the highs. Hey, I've I earned, you know, 30% on this investment at one time. They remember this great return they got years ago, but they fail to remember how that investment cooled off or they lost money or they held it too long. And so people's ideas about safety come from, I find, very, very highs when they come in. They love to tell me about the winners. And then (laughs) other people who are demanding that we do something now, usually it's (laughs) the wife telling the husband, we got to do something. They said, we lost 70% when this market crashed last time and and we feel like it's going to happen again. So they're they're a little bit disturbed on the fear factor because they know it's too risky. They just don't know how much risk gotcha. they're taking on currently. Gotcha. And um, so that's a lot of times what we find, you know, maybe it's a do it yourself in your 401k for so long, but they just, they just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, and, you know, speaking of, you know, the winners or the, the highs or the hot topic, then cooling off, we'll finish off our podcast this week with a little headline I wanted to ask you about. Obviously, Bitcoin was burning up the airwaves in 2018, a lot of conversation around it, but we're just not hearing that much about it now. Has that kind of fad disappeared to your point of, you know, the highs and then the cool off period? Yeah. Bitcoin was, um, when it was hot, it was really hot. Um, <laughs> everybody was jumping on board. <laughs> Frankly, it bothered me a lot to see how the euphoria was catching people off guard. And they, they were dumping extra side money that they had into stupid little investments. I want to I say they're stupid because they cooled off just as fast as they went up. Yeah. And right before Bitcoin, if you remember, it was gold. Gold was this lousy performer for the last 20 years. And all of a sudden, it had a five-year streak where gold took off after the market crashed. And what happens is when you listen to the media, you become envious of or a little bit greedy about, <laughs> about hey, why am I not getting those returns? Wait, wait, is my advisor telling me the right thing to do? Why, why don't we go and invest in Bitcoin? You know, right. this guy made, you know, 300%. Well, guess what? Just as easily as you can make that and you don't actually make it unless you sell the investment and realize the gain. True, true. Okay. Then we get people where we, we sell a, a well-appreciated asset, and then they're upset because they got to pay long-term capital gains tax <laughs> <laughs> on the gain. So they're mad because they made money, because they actually sold it and realized it. So, you know, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, yep. you can't win either way. So, yep. But no, Bitcoin is what scares me about that is it's unregulated currency. And um, it's international. But who sets the value? Yeah. You know, that's Very what you got to ask yourself. And um, can I easily trade that? Can I easily use it? And the answer I find is there's so much mystery about it, even, yeah. even as old as it is, that it's not a reliable way to invest your retirement. If you have some speculative money, go ahead and do that. <laughs> Don't visit the casino this weekend. Go buy some Bitcoin <laughs> and see how it turns out. But if you've got money that you have to count on for retirement, Let's put it in something that's known, that's predictable for asset classes and rates of return, that we can comfortably grow your money, take an income stream off of it. Let's do that with it. So yeah, Bitcoin, just it's a flash in the pan. 
it'll probably come back sometime, just a matter of when. And yeah. uh, instead of waiting around, I'd, I'd like something more predictable. Well, I think that's really sage advice there to kind of say, if you want to have some fun with some speculative money, that's understandable. But certainly, you never want to do anything with an investment that you can't afford to lose. And I know we can all kind of take that stance, well, I can't afford to lose anything. But at the end of the day, what we're talking about is if you have that plan in place and you know your situation, you'll know if you've got that kind of itch to do something a little more out there and aggressive like a Bitcoin, that you can use that speculative money for that and not be putting your complete retirement plan at risk. And we'll finish off real fast. I just wanted to kind of touch on that same story to your point of, you know, unregulated and a lot of different things, a lot of different unknowns and those kinds of things still with the cryptocurrency. Did you see that story a little about uh, not too far back about the gentleman who was another person in another cryptocurrency that passed away? And he was the only one that knew how to access like some a ridiculous amount of money of people's that was locked up in this basically a hard drive, right? Yes, I did see that. Yeah, he was. I think he was advisor to or broker to several of his clients, and they couldn't get the money out yeah. because he was the only one that had the access to them to that currency. Yeah, so they the, the had passwords to, inside. Yeah, they had to go. Now they're going through the legal chain process to try to figure that out. But it's like. They're not even sure. I, I, the last time I checked, anyway, I could at the time of this podcast, I could be wrong, but it was definitely a situation where you know people had. I mean, it was like thirty, forty, fifty, sixty million dollars worth of assets that were basically locked in a computer hard drive. So it's one of those interesting yeah. things. And, you know, you know it, it sounds unfortunate to people, but folks, wake up! This is the kind of thing that destroys your life. Yeah, and true. Real people, real investments are behind that kind of a scenario yeah. where, hey, we, we knew it was doing well and oops, the guy dies and he's got it all locked up. Now these people have to go through the nightmare of not being able to have access. Yeah. I don't care how much I grow your money. If you don't have access to it when you need it, it's worthless. And so that's the way you got to view your investments the same way. Hey, if I don't have access to this or if my... My guy sold me something like a real estate investment trust that I can't go back and actually physically exchange for the real value, but I'm going to have to sell it at a discount if I need the money today. Watch out because yeah. there's a lot of wolves in sheep clothing that if it sounds too good to be true, generally it is. But, yeah. <laughs> but also this guy, this guy not having a, a backup plan for these people, it just, you know, that's where people yeah. end up devastated. And that's our goal is to avoid that for you. So. Anyway, I just had to throw those two no, cents in No, there. you're fine, man. Stay on that soapbox. I agree with you. It's definitely one of those situations where you definitely have to be careful. You have to think about you know, your entire retirement plan and then what you want to accomplish with it. And having a conversation with a financial person who does this every day is certainly the point. I mean, and that's why one of the reasons we do the podcast is to kind of put these useful nuggets of information out there. So if you've got some questions or concerns, well, again, you can always just call Matt at 989-401-2949. That's 989-401-2949. You can also text GLRS, that stands for Great Lakes Retirement Solutions, GLRS to 74121 and get text message updates from Matt and his team as well. So as always, Matt, thanks for your time here on Mondays with Matt. And don't forget to subscribe to us online at iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, and so on and so forth. And Matt, we'll talk to you next time, my friend. Take care. Thanks, Mark. Have a great week. We'll bye see bye. you next. Bye bye, sir. We'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.